Growing a successful design business is hard work. There's so much to do and so little time to get it all done, not to mention the actual design work. The good news is that we are here to help. I'm Krista, the WordPress developer and website strategist from KristaRay.co. And I'm Corey, the designer and creative coach from CoreyWoodard.com. In the Get Back to Design podcast, we're going to share strategies and tools to help streamline and grow your design business, ditch the code and anything else you don't love, and well, get back to design. Grab a cup of coffee, open that Illustrator file you've been working on, and let's dive in. So we have had a lot of episodes on this podcast about working with a developer, and I know it's something that more and more designers are starting to explore, and I kind of think it's just because it's becoming more well-known. Like, it's something uh, even last year people didn't even consider, and now there's more kind of developers pushing it, there's more designers talking about how awesome it is, so it's something more people are starting to look into but something a lot of people are intimidated by or just generally unsure of is how to work out the whole pricing issue. So do you just list pricing for design on your website? Do you list the whole package? If you are gonna make a whole package, how does that all work? So in today's episode, we're gonna go over how to work a developer's pricing into your packages. I am really, really happy that we are covering this, especially because I know all of the stuff you put out makes like everyone want to just have a developer do that stuff. (laughs) That's the goal. So yeah. (laughs) So I'm really happy that we're covering this because for those people, I can remember being in that position where it's like you want to start working with a developer, but number one, it's like, okay, well, I need to find one. Number two, I need to find one that my clients can afford and then not only that they can afford but okay then like what you were saying how do I turn this into like a package how do I figure out pricing how do like it's just a whole nother headache I remember when I first explored this I was like okay these developers are charging double what I'm charging for design and um, this is too much of a headache so I'm just not going to deal with it right now and I think that's what most designers probably do when they don't have content like what we're going to talk about today to help them. <laughs> yeah, you're totally right. And we're also going to get go over like a section on what to do if you're concerned about the price. Um, so I'm sure you'll be able to jump in there and help people out if they're like, what are these prices? You know, yeah. it is intimidating. I would, <laughs> I'd be terrified too. Mm-hmm. Um, but before we dive in, if you guys haven't caught our other episodes on working with the developer, you might want to jump back and do that. Um, we've talked about it in episodes three 8, 13, and 28. So like I said, we've covered this quite a bit. Um, But if it's something you're just exploring for the first time or don't know a lot about, you might want to check those out first and come back to this one. But we will start off today talking about why I think, and I think Corey agrees with me, why it's important to incorporate the pricing into your packages instead of doing the option we talked about, which is um, just listing your design prices and not the development prices. Um, So I'm sure Corey's going to have some input here, but some designers start out by just listing the prices for their branding and website design on their site and just note that development isn't included. And I totally get like the reasoning behind this. It's terrifying to, you know, sometimes have to add thousands of dollars to your packages if you were undercharging before. Um, So it makes sense for, you know, newer designers to just say, hey, development isn't included. 
And this is the easiest approach and probably the least intimidating, but it's not necessarily the best. So Corey, I know you used to do it this way and I would love to know kind of what your thoughts are and what your experiences were with doing that. Yeah, so when I first was like, okay, I can get you to do development, I changed actually both my blog and web design packages to say, you know, here's a price but development and installation is not included. And to me, that made sense. Like that's what I thought people would understand, you know, what development did because I did. Mm -hmm. And I think a lot of newer designers do this when they're starting because we forget about the jargon. Like the word development is literally jargon for our industry. And most of our clients don't know what that means. And so... When I would have people reach out to me uh, for these two types of projects, they would say, well, what does it mean that development and insulation isn't included? And I would have to explain, that means that someone else is going to code all this crap that I make for you. I didn't say crap because it's not (laughs) crap. But there's going to be someone else to do those things and they're going to have their own fee. And I am not going to lie to you, this confused so many of my potential clients. And I know for a fact that I had a lot that just went MIA after I said that, because either they were like, holy crap, I don't know how much that's going to add to the project. Or it was just confusing in general, and they just didn't get it. And it's like, okay, whatever, I'll just go find someone else who can do all of this together. (laughs) So... I actually think some of them probably even worried about finding a developer themselves because I know a couple people were like, well, do you pick that person? Do I have to find who that is? So in the long run for me, I was losing clients. I knew I was by having that listed. So I actually changed it afterwards to just include your pricing, which I'm sure we're going to talk about. Mm -hmm. Um, just include your pricing and then I can say development and installation is included and then you can take that part of the project and I don't have people who are looking at my website like I don't know what that means because Mm -hmm. especially like I said depending on your target market and like who's looking at your website they may not even understand some of the design stuff you have listed on your services page, let alone the words development and (laughs) installation. So yeah. yeah. And what it means that you'd be getting a website design without those things. Like that probably just blows people's minds, honestly. Like, wait, you do this, but you're not actually going to make me a website. Like that probably doesn't even make sense to some people that don't understand how different the skill sets are. Yeah, because I think going off that, a lot of people like, so half of the people, if not three quarters of the people I've worked with in my business are bloggers. Mm -hmm. And so I think the majority of them just assume that we can do everything where, Mm -hmm. like I assume a lot of people look at your website and assume you can do both, even though you only have one thing listed. So, um, so yeah, they just don't understand. Well, why would you only do one when you can do both or whatever, you know? So yeah, Mm -hmm. it's just really confusing for everyone. (laughs) Yeah. Going off that, like, I feel like my website is so clear. Like it says, designers all over it says like you don't have to worry about coding anymore just focus on your design I still have people inquire like through my ditch the development services page thinking I do design and development so 
people just don't get it as clear as you think it is. They don't know what those things mean. So it makes so much more sense for your clients if it is all listed as one big bundle. So including timeline, pricing, what's included, all of that stuff. So that is what we're going to focus on today and talk you through. So if you're intimidated, don't worry, we are going to get there. So let's go into how to add a developer's pricing into your packages. We'll start out with probably the biggest question you have and then get into what to do if you're concerned with the price and some challenges that I have seen come up with doing this. So the first thing you wanna do when you decide you want to add a developer's pricing to your packages is figure out the exact packages you want to list on your website. So for example, maybe you want to have, you know, a blog design with an about page, a website design with a homepage blog and like four interior pages. Maybe you even wanna be able to offer an e-commerce package. Figure out exactly what you wanna offer before you go to a developer. Also, when you're doing that, decide how much you want to make for your portion of the project and how long the timeline is going to be. Because something I think we are all kind of prone to do is we, you know, see how much something else will add to our package and then we undercut ourselves to make it more affordable for our clients. Or maybe we are like, okay, well, maybe I can do this a week faster so the timeline looks better. Figure out your own timeline and pricing first so you're less likely to do that. You don't want to short yourself money or time um, just because you're pricing might go up a little bit. So once you know exactly what you want to offer, send those packages to your developer to get a quote and timeline from them. Um, You might find even that the developer you work with will add a couple extra things to your package like SEO, a support period, training, things you don't have to worry about that um, make your packages more valuable. So it is all good to talk about and get added to your own website. Um, And when you do have those things on your website, you don't have to worry about all the um, issues Corey was just talking about. You're not going to have clients coming to you and then finding out like the final price will be doubled or if things they really need aren't included. You are going to have it all right there as one set package for them. Yeah, I think that's so much more appealing because if you just think about when you are going to hire someone, you want to know that the whole entire job is going to get done regardless of if one person is going to do it or two or five for that Mm -hmm. matter. So I think including everything and also while you were um, talking about that, I realized that I don't actually even have listed the extra things that you include, like the training Mm -hmm. and the support period and that kind of stuff. So you can also add those things and it makes your packages look way better than just what you would offer. Mm -hmm. Yeah, they look a lot more well-rounded and little bonuses are always good. So... Yeah, so we definitely encourage you guys to do this. Chat with your developer, figure out the prices, get them added to your website. Um, And now if you're concerned about the price, I have a few things you can do about that. So if you're already charging what your work is worth, this might not be a problem. You would just, you know, give some of that money that you've previously been taking to your developer since you're doing less work and you'd be good to go. But I have found 99% of the time that you guys way, way, way undercharge yourselves for development. And sometimes like don't even think about development time when you're making your packages, which that's where the big price increase tends to come in. So I don't know, maybe you guys are just like wizards, but it takes me like 40 to 70 hours to do a website. And if you guys are just like not thinking about that and not including it in your pricing, like, ouch, (laughs) you need to start doing that. So that is where this big issue comes in. Corey, did you find that you were doing that before we started working together? Oh, yeah. (laughs) After I realized like 
After I actually sat down and thought about how much time goes into that end of the project, <clears throat> it's like, wow, I am getting paid for this design, this really awesome thing that I'm making. But at the end of several projects, when I'm actually trying to develop it, it's like, I do not feel like I'm getting paid enough to, you know, do this. And not only that, but I know we've mentioned this in other episodes, but when you're doing it and you don't have enough knowledge or experience, sometimes you're like, you designed something and then you're, you are having to try to figure out how to code it. And I would do that to myself all the time and be so frustrated when I was developing, like I'm spending so much time on this and I feel like my projects are worth so much more. And that's when my prices were way, way, way lower. Like I can't even think about charging that much right now. <laughs> yeah, I think a lot of designers kind of have development as an afterthought. Like they don't even really think of it as part of the project. And then all of a sudden it's like, oh crap, I still have to do this thing. And yep. you want it to be like a quick one day thing, but instead it's like two weeks or something fun like that. So yep. that's definitely part of the problem. So if you're finding yourself in that situation and your prices are too low to bring in someone who does charge what development is worth, um, I have a couple more options. Uh, first, you can have multiple packages on your website, some that include a developer and some that don't to make it kind of easier to handle for some of your clients. So one of the designers I work with quite a bit has three packages. Her bottom tier does not include any work from me at all. So everything is handled by her. It's a really basic package. She doesn't need any super custom work. So she takes care of it and the price is nice and low. Her middle tier includes me doing a semi-custom site. So it's a little bit more expensive, but it's not, you know, a crazy custom package. And then the top tier is where my full custom development package is included, and that has the highest price point. So, you know, with that top one, we're giving someone something fully custom. It has a ton of value, but if someone can't afford that, they're not going to be totally scared away from working with her. They still have those two other options, which I think is really, really great. Yeah, I think that's a good idea to help kind of transition yourself from having really low prices to kind of charging more of what you want to be charging probably mm -hmm. like premium prices because you can still have this really basic offering for the people that you're currently serving and then you can also list these other two things and start kind of attracting people who would be willing to pay for the middle or the higher tier. Yep. Yeah, I think it's such a great approach. You're not scaring anyone away. And like you said, there can be that gradual increase. And maybe eventually you do offer, you know, all packages with a developer, but it's something you can work your way into. And then the second option I have is that you can just work on gradually increasing your prices before you do team up with a developer for the first time. So for example, maybe you decide you want to start working with a developer in like six months. So you plan two price increases to happen by then. Um, so maybe, you know, you do a third two months in, a third four months in, and then do that last increase when you start working with them. Um, you might find that you need to work on shifting your audience a little bit for that. So start targeting new people, um, you know, through your content or just the way you're positioning yourself if you are going to be raising your prices. Um, but that's just something you'd have to decide based on how much your price is increasing and what kind of audience you do work with. 
Mm -hmm. And we talked a little bit about targeting and just attracting the right clients in episode six. So if you are trying to kind of make that transition and target and kind of start booking clients who have a little bit higher budget for the projects, then you might want to go back and listen to that episode too, just so you can kind of get an idea of things you can be doing differently to bring those people in. Definitely. Yes. I'm glad we have that episode. Good job. So let's go into some challenges now. So you know how to get a developer's pricing worked in. You know what to, you know some options you have if you're worried about the price increase. Now let's talk about some challenges that I've seen come up. The first one is developers increasing their prices without telling you. So you have their packages in your packages and you go to them and they're like, oh, sorry, my my price has increased by $500 since we did this. It's like, okay. I know I am guilty of this. I have done this to, I think, two designers, but I'm not a jerk. So I just honor those old prices and then we increase them next time. But depending on who you work with, they might not do that. Um, and that's definitely not a fun situation to be in. So I recommend setting a reminder in your calendar to check in with your developer every couple months to make sure the pricing they gave you is still valid and they'll still honor that. Um, if they do have prices listed on their website, you can just keep your eye on that instead. Maybe check into their website once a month or so to make sure their prices haven't changed. And if they have, go ahead and talk to them about how your packages should change as a result. I think it's a good idea to just check in with your developer, you know, semi-regularly anyway, just to make sure everything is going smoothly, that you are handing things off the best way possible, and that there's not anything that you could be doing better. Because I think sometimes, yeah. you know, even the developer might get into this like thing of, oh my gosh, this person is sending me these files in a really annoying way, or they're not giving me enough to go on and I'm having to find some of this stuff. So it is a good idea, I think, to just kind of check in. You can ask how their prices are, if they've changed or not, and then just be like, hey, want to make sure everything, you know, is going smoothly. Is there anything I can do to make the projects go more smoothly on your end? I like that idea. As a developer, I'd be all for conversations <laughs> like that happen happening regularly. So I think that's a great idea. And while you were talking, that actually made me think of a challenge that I hadn't thought of previously, which is your developer's availability. Um, good developers get booked out fairly quickly because all the designers want to work with them. They're having work come through the door thanks to you guys being amazing. So it's not that hard for them to get booked out. So it can be a problem if you're trying to schedule a project, you know, to start immediately and your developer isn't available for like five months. So that's definitely a chance. Corey is like, <laughs> yeah, Corey has her face all up in the camera right now staring at me. <laughs> but because you are currently booked out for a long time. <laughs> and it's definitely a problem and like we feel awful about it, but it is just something you want to keep in mind and something um, you want to have conversations about and like a backup plan for. What are you going to do if they're booked out five months and you want to start right away? Are you going to have your client wait? Are you going to do coding yourself? Are you going to find a different developer? Um, definitely think about those things. Interrupting the parts of your design projects you love for tasks you don't enjoy doing isn't any fun. For a lot of designers, one of the most frustrating parts of a web design project is the coding and anything else tech related. 
The design comes easy to you, but then you have to spend hours and hours googling how to make a simple change to the template you're using to make it just right. Luckily, it doesn't have to be this way. In the free Get Back to Design email series, you'll learn all about how to partner up with the developer on your design projects so you can ditch the code and do more of what you love. We'll talk about what to know before going into your first collaboration, what the process looks like, and how to find the perfect developer for you. To learn more about this free series, head over to getbacktodesign.co slash series. Um, and that actually brings me to my next point of how to figure out your prices if you're working with multiple developers. So having more than one on hand is really great if you tend to, you know, take on lots, lots of clients, you're always booked out and you don't want to find yourself in a situation where you don't have anyone to send your designs to. So this can be a little tricky to figure out. Um, you want to have set packages on your website, but developers can, of course, charge different prices. Um, hopefully you will find that people with similar skill sets um, charge similar prices, so it's not going to be like a huge difference. And then you can include the price of the more expensive developer on your website, just so you know both are covered. I do have a question here. Do you think it is better to have the more expensive developers' prices included and then so you can like shock your clients, not necessarily shock them, but it, you can kind of easily surprise them if the prices are going to be lower? Or do you recommend having those like the investment starts at and then have the lower and then you have to be like, oh, well, it might be this mm -hmm. expensive? That's a good question. I do think you should have the more expensive one on your website just so no one is shocked the wrong way. Um, and you don't necessarily have to be like, oh, never mind, it's a couple hundred dollars cheaper, surprise. You can always just keep that extra profit for yourself. Um, and this, I mean, it's hard if, if it's like, you know, a thousand dollar difference between people, but hopefully it's not quite that bad. One of the designers I work with um, works with myself and another developer in, you know, very similar areas, very similar skill sets. Our prices are only like $300 apart, I think. Um, so she can go to either of us anytime because her, pri her, her prices do say starts at, but they definitely cover on um, the little bit higher end just because that's safer. And if it's just a couple hundred dollar difference, you're likely not going to find that, you know, some clients are like, oh, no, this is $200 more than, you know, I could afford. So it's probably going to be okay and not scare anyone away. Yeah, totally. I would much rather have someone be like, oh, it's actually not going to be as expensive as you thought instead of being surprised if it's like a thousand dollars more expensive potentially. Yeah, that would be not good. So. Mm -mm. <laughs> All right, and then the next challenge I see come up quite a bit is getting the final quote. So you guys as designers might have better luck than me, but I find that no one really books the exact packages that are on my website. They want to swap something, they want to add something, they have this crazy thing they dreamed up, and the package needs to be tweaked somehow. So when you have a developer in your packages, you'll find that you have to go back and forth with them to communicate about the final quote that you can give your client. And if you're not organized and you don't have a plan of attack for this, it can add days to the quoting process and way too many emails. I know how much I love my inbox, so I'm guessing you guys feel similarly about it. <laughs> um, but to avoid having to go back and forth for days to work on a quote, ask your developer before you start working together exactly what they'd need to 
quote a custom project. So I actually have a form that I just send designers right away. I'm like, okay, if you ever had some, have something custom, fill out this form, I can just give you a quote. That way there's one back and forth at the most and you're good to go. If your developer doesn't offer that, just keep a list of the kinds of things they'll need from you so you can send it all to them right away. That's a really good idea because I can totally see how okay, well, this person wants this. Okay, well, what is that going to cost? And then if it's like way over and you're like, okay, well, what if it, what if we take away a couple of these pages or something? Yeah. And that's such a headache. And you're also, you know, putting your client off and making them wait for the quote, which a lot of people, at least a lot of the people that inquire with me, they're like, I want to get started yesterday. (laughs) And so if you take a week to get the price to them, they're probably already halfway through the project with someone else. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that's definitely a good point. People do not want to wait. So the more organized you can be the better it is. And if you can even include things like what their budget is so you can get a couple options back from your developer, that is even better. And then the last challenge I have is something that Corey and I are really good at coming across, and that is splitting payments. So this can be super tricky if you're not organized about it. I've found that it's easier with normal designer developer relationships, but since Corey and I own Coded Creative and invoice through one business and then pay ourselves out of that, we're always like, what the heck did we just do? And like always confused. Well, and it's not even necessarily just how organized you are. Sometimes just math is hard. (laughs) And so if you don't have like a, a sticky note somewhere that says, my developer is going to get this much from these projects, then you're always going to be going back and forth saying, okay, math, let's figure out exactly how much you are supposed to get. And it does create just like a huge headache. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it can be stressful. So definitely work this out in the very beginning with your developer. Understand, well, one, how much they'll charge, of course, but also how much they'll require at each point of the project. Do they need half up front? Do they, you know, break it into three payments? How much, how does that work? Because then you'll be able to work out your own payments to know that you'll have what you need to pay them on time. And the organization isn't usually such a big deal um, with a normal designer developer relationship since you guys as designers um, usually just, um, you usually just get invoices from the developer. So, you know, they keep track of it. You just kind of pay the invoices as they come in. But it's definitely something to think about and be prepared for when you go into a collaboration. So to recap this episode quickly, working with a developer is a huge step in your business if you haven't been doing it previously, but it can affect the packages you have listed and be a little scary to dive into at first. So work closely with your developer of choice to create nice set packages that you can list on your website with everything from the quote to the timeline to a full list of what's included from both you and them. So your action steps for today are to first figure out the exact packages you want to offer your clients, what ones will include a developer, what ones won't, and have those ready. And then contact the current developer you're working with or someone you'd like to work with and get all the final details sorted out. Thank you so much for listening. For show notes, past episodes, and more information about the two of us, visit us online at getbacktodesign.co. If you enjoyed today's show, it would mean the world to Krista and I if you take two minutes to head on over to iTunes and leave a review. While you're there, don't forget to subscribe so you can be the first to know when new episodes are available. 
Now put what you learned into action so you can streamline and grow your business, ditch the code, and get back to design.